Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast about surviving your 20s. So this week, we figured we would just have a bit of a catch-up, because, to be really honest, we're knackered. And the thought of having to put together, like, half-decent sentences is really a struggle. So, I mean, this could be a crock of shite, I mean, quite frankly. I read a really interesting article in... Oh, it was on business... No, it wasn't business fashion. Evening Standard magazine last week. Mm. All about um, how Amazon and Zara, or, like, the parent company of Zara, the name of which completely escapes oh, me. Oh, yeah, I know. I should, um, yeah. They're kind of like going head to head in the retail space as to who's going to be like the superpower because there's no other like um, like bricks and mortar retailer other than the Zara Group, which isn't their real name, but you know, um, that could possibly like even try to come up against Amazon. But they want to bring in technology, Amazon, that in the next few years you'll be able to like scan your outfit and it will be able to tell you like with AI what's on trend, what's not on trend, whether or not you should wear oh, it. That's amazing. I mean, terrifying. I don't don't think I like it, because I think that takes away a lot of the fun of fashion. I think when I say amazing, I'm like, it's It's amazing that we... I mean, AI is incredible. Like, my brother's told me about AI so much, and he's worked on it and stuff, and it's... And I think it's so interesting. But I think it's interesting because I don't fully grasp how terrifying it could be. Yeah, and I kind of think, like, part of the fun of fashion is playing around with different things, and... I mean, I guess, like, I probably... I'd probably use it out of curiosity, but I don't think I would, like plan my wardrobe via it i mean that's very um oh, what are those books i know um the, what's the the irish author um oh. no, i mean i'm thinking of the uglies and the pretties and all of those but that's not quite what i just what I feel mean. like it's like a whole dystopian like you could have a whole book about a dystopian future where it's very controlling and it's like like um oh my god what am i what are the words i'm looking this is why we're not recording a proper topic this week because we're, full we're literally full of rubbish but um yeah, it could be very much that kind of dystopian future where, like, companies are controlling exactly what you wear. I mean, they probably are now, but... So this is... Oh, what's it called? Okay, so Louise O'Neill. She's one of my favourite all-time authors. Yeah. She's Irish. She just tackles some, like, really important topics. Like, everything from, like, abortion to, um, like, misogyny. And she's written this... She Well, she wrote two books. One's called Asking For It, which is... Mm. Oh, I've heard of yeah. that one. Yeah, and I've it, heard it's that. quite a heavy topic. But the one I'm thinking of is only ever yours. And it is set in this dystopian future where basically all girls, when they become of age, so I think it's like when they're 12, they go to what's essentially a boarding school and they're taught how to be women. I have heard about this, yeah. And they get scanned every morning and they say what kind of like look they want to go for and then their outfit is picked for them. People then rate each other. Oh, no, I don't like this. So you're constantly being rated all day. And then the boys also have to go to a boys' school to learn, like, proper masculine features. And then the boys... Basically, on the ratings that you're awarded, the boys then, the ones with the highest ratings, get to pick the girls that they want. And then you are you are matched. The girls have no say, basically. Mm. And it is that dystopian... For, but there's a lot of things that really, really rang true. And then... So then the thought of that and being told what's on trend and what you should wear... Yeah. Like, where's the individuality going to be? But also there's way bigger things underlying, I feel like. Mm. But also, like, I mean, if you shop in Zara anyway, you're going to be wearing the same as everyone else you know. Because yeah. <laughs> literally, there's so many things I see in Zara that I love. Um, so I don't... It sounds really kind of like, like a bit, you know. <laughs> like, I just don't always want to match everyone I see on the yeah. street. Like, you see a top in Zara, you're like, I love that. And then two weeks later, everyone is wearing the I same shirt. I do feel like... Zara and H&M and um, 
Not so much Topshop. I feel like Topshop used Topshop to have a real have thing a for this. Topshop have a really quick stock turnaround though. Like they literally keep saying in for like two weeks. Maybe that's why. But no, I feel like H&M and Zara are the worst for if there's something that's like a, I don't know, a popular look, then everyone has it. And I'll see Zara, the same thing. Like, Zara are the worst for bloody customer service as well. I hate the experience of shopping with Zara and yet I buy into it. But like they're so rude. <laughs> They are so unhelpful. I always feel like I'm causing them an issue by being in their shop. It's like, oh yeah, oh. they're never polite or anything. And in H&M, if you see something you like, well, you may as well give up because you're never going to get it anyway because they have no bloody stock anywhere. Well, I told you about when that girl basically fought me for that skirt in H&M. I <laughs> 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 So you know when they, that William Morris collection came in? This is a really sensitive subject with me because I loved the trousers, not the green and pink ones, like the bluey trousers. Yeah, I know which ones you mean. And I, I didn't buy them because I thought, no, I don't need them, can't mm. justify it. And then twice I've walked into H&M's and they've been reduced to £7, but they've only had a size 6. And I cannot get in a size 6. See, so that pattern on those trousers, I liked the pleated skirt version. Yeah. And I really, really wanted that. I was going to buy it. I, I didn't care who else fucking yeah, had it. Yeah. I was buying that. And um, they and also it just sold out everywhere. Like it's, it became so popular. And there's a small H and M in Oxford that people forget is there now. The big one is in the shopping centre. Ah. And I went in there, and they had like one size eight left, and then all the others were like bigger sizes that wouldn't fit me. And um, oh no, that was it. No, so I there was one size eight, and it was on the mannequin. <laughs> And I was literally, I was looking at it and I turned around and spoke to this woman. I was like, can I have ones off the mannequin? And she was like, yeah, that's like, that's fine. I can, I can take it off for you. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. At the same time, this woman is coming over and she was like, no, I've just asked the gentleman over there to take it off the mannequin for me. Oh my God. And I was like, okay. She was like, I was here first. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) God. And I was like, okay you can have it and she was like i was here first i was like i've just told you you can have it like i'm not about to fight someone in the yeah, store yeah you can't ever fight an h&m not... of all places it's just not classy the skirt was beautiful but i was not gonna ebay i reckon there's gonna be a shit ton of that on ebay yeah a hell of a lot of it on ebay oh god i just can't not swear no no don't bother we've already sworn a lot yeah, there's no point in trying true. to stop now yeah sorry guys Sorry, Debs. But I feel like it's just appropriate for us to have one of these chats because this is the first time we've recorded together as in in the same room since... The 2nd of December. So it's been nearly three months. It's a long time. It's been a long time since we've just seen each other generally. I feel like a lot has happened. I feel like we've caught up so regularly though during the podcast. I don't feel like a crazy amount has happened. Why don't you sit down with your tea and then we'll carry on. <laughs> no, I just had to get my cup of tea. I felt left out. This is a very like... Sit with your tea kind of podcast. It is. We've got our tea. We've got our decaf Yorkshire tea because Yorkshire tea is the best. I know oh, it is. I know that's a bit controversial. Mm-mm. But I think it just it's is. It's not controversial if it's true. I'm not a fan of PG or Tetley. The oh. most offensive thing in the world is Twining's English breakfast. Oh my God. Thank you. I told Liv that and she lost her mind. No, it's the She's worst. She's not happy. It's the worst. Like, I, there's a lot of Twinings tea I love. Cancelling out any future sponsorship for that. <laughs> but, like, there's, I lo- there's a lot of Twinings I absolutely love, but their English breakfast tea, no. Liv bought decaf English breakfast tea and she used it instead of this Yorkshire... I was going to say Yorkshire pudding one. <laughs> I would try that. <gasps> Yorkshire pudding tea would be nice. Have you ever had maple syrup with the Yorkshire pudding? Um... Like fill it up or fill it up with jam, that's good. Jam. So we used to have a roast dinner and then mum would save Yorkshire puddings and then we'd have them for dessert as well with jamming. That was a brilliant day when my grand told me about that trick. My parents were horrified. Hmm. Well, I've told people this since and they're like, oh no, only for no. gravy. And I was like, I agree, they're great with gravy, but 
versatile it's as just well. a pancake in a different shape mm, yeah. but anyway back to the tea anyway she, tried, you know, she made me a cup of tea and she tried to fool me mm. by putting in twinies no, English breakfast you can decaf tell. you can tell instantly and I was well I had like a few sips and I was like this tastes weird and I was like no maybe she's used the other milk like her normal because she has skimmed milk like yeah. red lid and I was like didn't, I, so I was like okay and she was like you've not noticed have you and I was like the tea is different <laughs> It's like, God damn it, I should have trusted my gut and called it out straight away. Right. Yorkshire tea is the best. I am um, I'm I'm on I'm looking out for the best decaf teas because I don't drink caffeine. And I thought I, I had Yorkshire tea decaf and I was like, this is very good. And then I was being tight and I was like, nope, I'm gonna buy the cheap own brand stuff from co-op. It'll be fine. It's not worth it. It was awful. I ended up not finishing them. Should we just move the mini eggs closer? Yeah, no, I like the challenge. I think that's it. We might finish the bag. No, there's quite a few left, I can oh, see them. Oh god. We, when we were at uni, we used to, on like a, maybe a Monday or a Tuesday afternoon, we'd always catch up on a TV show. So it was Gossip Girl or Revenge, and then as soon as like January, February started, we'd always have a bag of mini eggs. So now when they're back in the shops, so I've bought some for tonight, so we've, we've got our I really miss eggs. those afternoons. I do. The same thing that really reminds me of it is the Twining's Mango and Lychee Tea, which is one of my favourite teas. See, I told you I love Twining yes. teas. There the we go. smell of that. The flavoured Twining's teas I really like. They're cracking. Hmm. Have you had their salted caramel one? Uh-huh. I don't like it because it's a little bit too much because you know I don't quite like mm. sickly stuff and if I've accidentally brewed it too strong it's not ideal I like their gingerbread as well which is different to ginger and is better than ginger I think I don't like ginger tea on its own no I don't I like it with other stuff this is riveting <laughs> tea chat <laughs> well, mean, we were going to name our podcast to do something with tea weren't we no there's not this is a lie there's those left yeah, I told you it wasn't empty. I thought you said there's loads in there. Okay, well, there's more than zero, isn't there? <laughs> now there's one, and there's two of us. You can have it, it's fine. You can have it. No. You bought them. You've got flowers, it's fine. Yeah, you should have it. Charlotte bought me daffodils. And they bought all the girls' daffs, because it's just that lovely time of year where you think spring is actually around the corner. But aren't you scared we're going to get into March and we're going to have snow again like last year? Oh my god, did you see my story on Instagram last night? That's literally what I was saying. Oh, I saw it but I couldn't listen to it because I was out. So I was saying, I feel like if you if you live in the UK you'll understand this, but I have massive trust issues with the weather. Because I feel like there's always a few days like this early on in the year mm. where it starts getting warm and everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited for summer. And everyone's wearing like their socks and sandals and their shorts and the legs come out and people take their shirts off. Oh. And it's actually like 15 degrees. And then the snow will hit in like two weeks' time and everyone will be like, is this the worst thing? So I do have trust issues with the weather. I'm ready to be like, sandals, strappy tops, spring wardrobe, put the knitwear away. Today I was wearing, I say I was, I still am, wearing like a cashmere roll neck and just a thin mac and I was plenty warm enough. Mm. But next week I could be back in my thermals. Yeah, that's very true. I just don't even know. Well, because... I also feel like we're going to be, and this is a real Debbie Downer, but I feel like we're all going to be massively let down by summer this year because last summer was so yeah. amazing. No, I agree because the summer before was a bit naff and then I feel like last year, it's almost like the weather was like we gave them a really awful winter. We've got to reward them with a good summer. Yeah. And this year, I don't feel like we've had the struggle to deserve the summer. But equally, the heat wave was so intense last year that it did reach a point where it was just a bit exhausting because... If you're not in the UK, then the UK just isn't equipped for any weather other than drizzle. 
Yeah, just like mediocre weather is pretty much all the UK can handle. Gets too cold, shuts down. Gets too hot, we don't have aircon. Like, my office has aircon and this is quite rare for the UK. Yeah, we had it we fitted last summer. And it incidentally was finished fitting in September, so that was really no. helpful. But like we, don't, like, we don't have aircon on most of the tube lines in London. So when it is like 32 degrees, it is unbearable yeah. because you are that temperature all day long. And also, Brits just aren't cut out for heat. I mean, I am. It's quite a muggy heat as well. I like a dry heat. Oh, I do prefer. I do prefer dry heat, but I I could happily live in thirty two, thirty five degrees for the rest of my life. Mm, I would. I wouldn't complain. I hate the cold. Really hate it. I am not a fan of the cold at all. I love being cozy, but I hate being cold. Yeah, I like the opportunity the autumn and winter give for coziness, but I hate it when it's actually cold out. It's like how I think I like snow, but only when I'm inside looking at it, not when I'm actually out I like out snow in it. when I look at it on Instagram. Yeah. That's the only time I like it. I don't want to be out there in it. No, I hate it. And it causes so many problems because like the transport network's just shut down. Well, do you remember this time last year was when I got stand- stranded in France slash Switzerland because of Oh my of the God, snow. yes! Yeah, so and I, was, I couldn't get back from Gatwick. It's when I yeah. went to Milan, yeah. So everything got cancelled and I ended up taking a bloody Flixbus coach. Feel free to sponsor Flixbus. Um, <laughs> I do love you. Um, I took a coach back from... Oh shit, am I thinking of the right trip? No, I didn't. I flew back. I flew back and I was... They cancelled my flight yeah, into London. Now. Yeah, and then the, the next time you went away was when you went to Colmar and I was in Milan and we both had travel issues. No, that was this one that I'm talking oh. about. Colmar is when I got stranded what in the snow. What was the other one where you got... I thought there was another one where okay, you Okay, so I've cancelled. been stranded four times now since... <laughs> four weekend trips I've taken since starting this job. I've been stranded or delayed. So Colmar happened and then Lagos I got delayed coming back. That wasn't until June though. Where did I go in between Colmar and... Mm. Where was I at the same time you were in Milan? Colmar and Alsace because you... you... Took the... That was when I got stranded. Yeah, that because we were talking on the Sunday when we I was going to the airport, and I was like, I'm a bit worried about landing in London. Oh yeah, it must have been then. I was trying to scroll back through Instagram see if I could refresh my memory, but um, yeah, then I got stra- stranded in Lagos, and then what else happened? Oh, before that, um. Bruges. When I went to Bruges, oh god, that December was a nightmare. Last year, it also snowed, and that was when yeah. I took the Flixbus back, and I we drove back across France, like Belgium and France, in the most horrendous snow ever. Ugh. And then, then I got delayed going out to Barcelona. Yeah, that was it. Oh god, that was a massive delay as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like three hours delay. And then something else happened as well. Something ha- else happened with one of my trips at the end of last year, and. It's not a good track record, really. But... No, you haven't really, have you? <laughs> have not worked. It's like, oh, so you made it. Like, yep, just Great. about. <laughs> just guys. about there. Mm. I feel like we've moaned quite a bit. I do. I do feel like I should get, do a recommendation, though, because I did actually have a recommendation. Oh, yeah, I have week. some recommendations. Should we do our recommendations do. now? Okay, yeah. what, what's your first recommendation? My first recommendation, and you'll love this, is the National Trust app. <gasps> what? There's an app? I knew you... Oh my, I, I love that you knew I didn't know because we would have discussed yeah, it previously. I knew Hold we on, would have discussed it if this was a thing. I'm going to download as as you tell me about it. So it is exactly what I hoped oh. it, the app would be because you can search two ways. One, you turn on your location and it tells you like the places that are nearest to you that this are National amazing. Trust. Like in like it 
increasing distance. Oh. Or you can search by map and it has a pin so, everywhere. The other morning, so we're going to see one of our other friends this weekend. And I text Heli like 7 a.m. Tuesday morning going, um, no. is there anywhere we want to visit near Asia's that's National Trust on Sunday afternoon? And she's like, you read my mind. And I was looking on the website and I was really impressed with how quickly you came back to me being like, no, there's no one of interest nearby. So this is this is how I found out. And I did think I was app. like, mm, she's on to something there. And the great thing is this app is not for just members. Like you can have anything. You just need to create oh. an account, which is, is free. You just oh like, get. I'm very excited about this. And I, it's it's everything I hoped it would be. I was fully expecting it to be a bit fuddy-duddy in a crap app, and it was not. I'm really pleased that they don't have a crap app. Like, look, it gives you a list, so, like, that's nine miles I'm, away. I'm downloading that's, as we speak. Like, 13 miles away, it has everything. And then, so this is what I looked oh, for, to see what was amazing. near Asia. And there's really not a lot. Not for this time of year, anyway. No, oh, they're all just, like, gardens and crap. But, Yeah. That is really exciting. Um, oh, I'm I'm overjoyed about that. So for just weekend trips, or if you you're somewhere and you don't know what to do, or you just want like a. I needed that app when we were driving up to um, Bradford, and I couldn't work out where I could shoot because we had planned to go to. You're going to Leeds, weren't you? No, we were. Well, yeah, we were like Bradford Leeds, but we. This is one of those things where Google Maps just screwed me over, like big time, because we had planned to go up the A1. And go through, oh my gosh, I want to say Stony Stratford and it's not. What's it called? Stamford? Oh, Stamford, yeah. yeah. And we planned to go by there so I could shoot some outfits. And so we plugged it in and we we left really early in the morning. And I just let my phone do its thing, assuming that it would pick the same route that we had picked the night before. And it's only when we joined the M1 and I was like... I mean, that would have been We shouldn't be... No. M1 turns into A1. No, because we wanted to go up like this side people can't see we're going to go up like the right hand side like oh. via cambridge way and up oh okay and then this took us straight up the m1 through like i want to say leicester and all that way well, basically no, one way i would have gone like one way around your parents and the other way i would have gone the other way around well the m1 that turns into the a1 goes right through uh grantham Maybe it wasn't which a1. is really near I don't feel like it was because I felt like I was. Maybe it's I not said, the A one, but we definitely went up the M one. It wasn't until we were joining at Milton Keynes. I was like, "Shit, that's the other side to where we want to be," and it was too late. But we were trying to find somewhere to go and shoot on the way, and we just couldn't find anywhere. Oh I no, you did go up the M one. You should have gone up the A one M. Ah, there we go. Well, we we are now. We now know this stuff. I'm excited. There's a National Trust app though, and it's nice that you don't have to be a member to use it. Yeah, it's really good. Because, as everyone knows, we are massive National Trust membership fans. I'm, cu- I'm so excited to hit I some this wait. year. I haven't been to Oh, no, I have. I went to one on New Year's Day. It's very I went proactive. to Scotney Castle. I love Scotney, though. We should go there in the spring because it would be amazing to shoot spring content there. We should... Um. Oh, no, we're not doing that till June. I was going to say... Yeah. I mean, we've got loads to cover in Kent. We yeah, we need, to, we need to make the most of that before I leave. Yeah, I say leave. Like I have a plan to go. I might still be living there a year from now. Who knows? But that's fine. <laughs> I feel like you know. But um, what was your other recommendation? No, that was it. That was it. I couldn't think I of actually, the second one. I had two, and I've forgotten one. But I'll share the first one with you. So anyone who knows me will know that I'm not really. Um, how can I put it? I'm not really into affirmations and stuff like that. Like. Mm. I'm the person who's a bit sceptical and I was a bit like, oh, affirmations. It's only when you told me you did them that I was like, well, if Helly's not being sceptical, I probably shouldn't be either. Um, 
And I was like, mm, maybe I need to look into this and like think about it. So I started to have a look and then I was listening to the Fringe of It podcast, which I love. And I was listening to their episode on life advice. I'm sure mm. it was that one. I've li- I've, I'm re-listening to them all, so I can't quite remember which one it was. But Charlotte Jacqueline said that one of the best like affirmations she had heard is that um, things are always working out for me. And when I first heard it, I was like, okay. And then I started thinking about it. And it's so good. Like I've this week, I've been in a bit of a slump. Like you know, sometimes life's a bit overwhelming. I feel that, yeah. And I've just felt a bit, but that has really helped me change my mindset because it's like, for example, the other day I left work a bit late, and I was like, I'm going to miss my train. I'm not going to get in till after eight o'clock. I'm not going to have an evening. I'm not going to go to bed on time. I've got so much I need to do when I get in. And I was just thinking, no, things are always working out for me, and like. I, I worked really, really quickly. I managed to just make the train. Mm. So instead of thinking, oh, I had to run for this train, I've only just made it. I'm like, no, things are always working out for me. I made the train. I think I quite like that one because it's very present. That sounds so hippie, but it's yeah. very like, it's it's not saying, oh, things do work out or things will work out for me. You're saying things always yeah. work out for me. And it's not like, always oh, working out for it's me. not like, oh, I'm Teflon, nothing sticks to me. Like, oh, I'm amazing, life's great. <laughs> it's more like changing your mindset and reminding you that, mm. yes, actually a lot of stuff does work out for you because, you know, unless some things really hit the fan, your day's probably actually going okay. It might not be yeah. quite what you planned, but it's probably okay. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, the day has probably not been that horrendous. Yeah. I feel I've, I've been really slacking on them. I need to. I want to try and get into some more of them. I quite liked it, and it's re- it's really really helped my mindset this week. So I'm on the lookout for more of them now. I am. Um, it's very organised of me. Yes. As of Monday, the sun will be rising before seven a.m. <gasps> so I've made a five day workout plan because. The second it is light, I have no issue getting up in the morning. Yeah, I can't wait for it to... I can't wait to wake up in daylight. I now walk to the station in pure daylight. Slightly mm. sad I don't see the sunrise every morning now, but I can settle for the, that for the sun. Yeah, the I just... I, I've always said I'm a morning person, but I've really found, like, the last few years, in the winter, I just... Obviously, I get up because I have to work, but I can go to the gym before work. I cannot get up when it is dark. Yeah. So I have designed a five-day exercise plan. It's in Google Docs, so I can add to it and access it. Very easily. nice. Um, and so I will be starting as of Monday. I'm very impressed. But I was trying to figure out if I could include like something like that into my morning routine and having that, like, just like five minutes yeah. to start my day with some positive thoughts because I don't know. Maybe it will help, but I feel like I'm so stressed all the time. Well, that's really interesting because I was listening to one of my other favourite podcasts. <laughs> um, I'm that person, aren't I? That's like, I was listening to a podcast. I would be if I had time to listen to them. If I had a commute, that's all I, do. I would be able to listen it's to them. It's literally all I do. But it was I was listening to one of the... Um, so Dr Chatterjee, who does the Live More, Live Better... Oh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Live Well for Less. No, that's Sainsbury's. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, Feel Better, Live More. That's the name of his podcast. I was close. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but he has just launched his second book called The Stress Solution, which is really interesting about how stress impacts the body and in all different ways. And partly what he was saying is about building a morning routine. Okay. <clears throat> and he says how every morning he does like what he calls his 3M. So he does a bit of meditation. He does a little bit of movement, like not like a sweat-inducing exercise, but mm. even if it's just some like 
little body weight exercises or just something to get your body moving first thing in the morning. And then he works on his mindset, which is when he does his affirmations. And the one he was talking about was, I'm calm, I'm happy, and I'm stress-free. I've heard that one I before. I really yeah. like it. And then if I'm having a particular like, bad moment, I make myself justify why I'm all three of those. So I'm like, I'm not just saying it. I'm like, no, I am calm because, you know, I, I'm i in a really good situation or whatever. And I am happy because I've got this to look forward to. And I am stress-free because this problem isn't as like big as I think it is. Yeah. And I found that to be quite helpful because sometimes I find with stuff like that, if I'm just saying I'm calm, I'm happy, I'm stress-free, I just almost like say it so cyclically. Cyclically? That's not a word, is it? Yeah. Is it cyclically? Cyclical. So yeah, cyclically. Cyclical. Just on repeat. <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> and it kind of it kind of loses the meaning because I'm just in the habit of saying it rather than meaning what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's interesting what you said about a morning routine because I think it does make a difference. I've tried really hard in the past few weeks to like nail down a bit of a more healthy morning routine. Yeah. So I'm not scrolling first thing. I've got my time blockers on till 7am now. That's good. So I can't use any apps other than Calm. And then sometimes I watch a YouTube video, like a vlog when I'm doing my makeup because it's a bit boring. Mm. But I can't. I don't get any notifications till I leave the house. Do some more chocolate? Yeah, have you got some? <laughs> Do what I have <laughs> I told you I didn't eat any chocolate before <gasps> I went away. Yes, because we mentioned it in the podcast. Oh, she's going into her bottom drawer. Oh, oh wow. There's foxes. I'm just narrating for everyone who can't see. Oh, wow. This is... Dude, it's like it's like you're hoarding this shit. I, I mean, I am. We've got foxes, chocolatey biscuits, two packets of Maltesers, a lot of festive chocolate, a mini Milky Way. I think that might be it. Oh, is that it? Oh, and... It's got cinnamon-scented candle. If we can't snack on that. It's like a little, little one. Oh. No, it's just a bag. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I discovered the white chocolate Twix today. Ugh. I know, I know you don't like white chocolate. Oh, and I... Maltesers, by the way. Yeah, Maltesers are the best option. And I feel like they lead nicely on from a mini egg, you know, same texture. <gasps> and we've got a little bag each. Yeah. I love the Malteser adverts. I think they are... They do, they make me laugh. They make like me them. chuckle. But um, yeah, I discovered the white chocolate Twix today and it was very sweet. And if you hate white chocolate, you will despise it. That's me. But I actually think it's better than a regular Twix. Mm -mm. That's blasphemous. I know, I know. It's controversial. It's something you don't like twinings. But um, mm -hmm. we've got a lot of unpopular opinions in this podcast, haven't we? But what else? Oh, we should definitely do like a little segment on that. Unpopular opinions. Hmm. It's like, I hate roses. Yeah, I don't... No, I don't hate roses. I would be angry if someone bought... I'm really annoyed that those daffodils are opening up. They've opened up in the time I've been here. Do you know what? Those um one pound red stickers really complement the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The thing is, I would take them off, but then I think it looks like I'm trying to hide that I'm being cheap, and it... If oh, no, I genuinely don't care. I was just that's being That's the thing, and also everyone knows did that. Did I use that word right? Yeah, you did. Thank you. Um, I think you did anyway. <laughs> you're the English lit student. I don't know why you're asking me. I've studied it for like three years. You still read. You still look at books. <laughs> Narrowing Helly's career down into one line <laughs> that does not accurately represent what she does at all. It's like, when I got my job in email marketing, Alex's mum told her brother, and Charlotte's got a new job in emails. She sends emails. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that is. If you really want to reduce true. it down, <laughs> that is true. I do send emails. However, not quite my job. 
But um, no, I don't. I don't hate roses. I would be annoyed if I got red roses on Valentine's Day. I don't mean like red roses. Like I, I love those like really beautiful like. What are they called? Like the really almost fluffy roses that are borderline yeah. peonies. Yeah, I know which ones you mean. They're like. I feel like English roses. Mm, Delilah rose. I like the Delilah rose. Or the Damascus. I don't. Rose. I think that's what it is. I think if someone bought me a, a bouquet, bouquet, bouquet of red roses, I'd be really pissed off because roses, like in a, like a bouquet of flowers how do you normally say that i don't know bouquet yeah it's bouquet i think i just sound really common like bouquet <laughs> you know like when like <laughs> what's a gilet you might know it as a gillet like that. <laughs> or how do you oh no i can't do it because you'll know but the color claret i always thought it was claret like moe which isn't I'm... moe moe is moet but yeah fuck i didn't know that Sorry, you knew mom. about you know about the moe moet thing. Oh, we've, we've discussed it. I didn't know it, claret was claret. I yeah, so it was claret. no, it's claret, and I know this because my friend who used to work in um, for a fashion brand once was like, "How would you say this word?" And I was and I spelled it out like C L A R A Y. And she's like, "I've just been mocked for calling it claret when it's actually claret." I was like, "No, I think that's completely legitimate to think it's claret." Yeah, claret. Sorry, but, um, but anyway, bouquets. <laughs> God, this is why we have such structures to our podcast normally, because we just tangent in, like, every direction. Because what I was about to say then was that, um, like, Russian roulette. When I was, well, no, just, like, roulette in general. I don't know why I I added Russian at the start. Russian roulette is quite different to regular roulette. What I'm actually just doing is talking about the word roulette here. Okay. I don't know why I had to, like, (laughs) clarify it with Russian at the start, because that's a very, took a morbid turn by accident. I apologise. Um... For years as a kid, like when I first started taking French, for that exact reason, I thought it was roulette. Which I mean... <laughs> but this goes back to that thing you said to me years ago, or maybe not years ago, a while ago, that you shouldn't make fun of people for... Their pronunciation. Because it means you've read it somewhere. Wasn't it J.K. Yeah. Rowling said that or something? Yeah, it means they've learnt the word by reading it. Yeah. Because if, if you've learnt what a word means just by reading it on a page... But when I was... I was quite young. I was in like year three, so that's what, like seven or eight? Mm. We had a maths task. I remember this so vividly. We had a maths task and it was like how many people were in a car or in a cycling down a pavement and how many pedestrians there were. And I put my hand up and went, Miss, what's a pedestrate? (laughs) (laughs) And like, I just remember everyone looking at me like, a pedestrate? pedestrian i mean i feel like we went full circle because then at uni we'd just put emphasis on different parts of words yeah and i've made some bad habits we would always just deliberately say words strangely so like um controversial yeah controversial was the big one and then canape canape instead of a canape oh yeah what was it i feel like that's another one we said a lot <laughs> you know we always had those canapes at university yeah. And then the worst thing is you get so used to saying them that people look at you really weird. I did it the other day. What did I say? And I was like, damn, like that's not how most people say this. Um, oh, I don't call the co-op the co-op. I call it the coop. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got Alex's family doing it as well now. It's like, oh, we need to pop the coop. <laughs> chicken coop. I know. There's a, there's a lot of them. But that, yeah. Although, do you know what happened at work the other day? You know that... um. Oh, no, it wasn't our group that sent it. Have you seen that test that's been going around about like what words you say, how you pronounce it, and then it predicts whereabouts in the country you are, like your dialect? No, dialect. but I want to do this. 
So it pinpointed me down to a T. Like, the bit it highlighted was Nottingham and Peterborough. It oh, was, wow. like, spot on. And um, it was really interesting. And then afterwards, I was like, I just don't think I have an accent. Like, I, I know I don't have this accent here, local, like an Oxford accent. Of course you don't think you have an accent. That's how accents work. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like sometimes you do know. Like, if you're Irish, you hear, like, you know you have an Irish accent. <laughs> you have an English accent. Yeah, well, no, I know that. Like, in terms of, like, international accents, I know my accent is English. But I mean, like, a regional accent. I don't feel like I have... Yeah, but I don't think I have a regional accent, but I do. I mean, you have a southern accent. I don't know if you have, like, a Kent accent. I don't know what I Kent think, accent so, is. I think, so, Alex and I had this exact discussion about a week ago. <laughs> um, because, obviously, now his accent's very prominent because he's moved to, like, the north. Mm. Say the north. He's moved to, like, South Yorkshire. So it's a lot more noticeable than, like, everyone else he's speaking with. And um, he's like, oh, I think we've got a very local accent. Like, it isn't, isn't like received pronunciation accent. No. I think I've lost my poshness. I think I used to speak a lot. My mum would say I spoke better when I was younger. My mum says that as well. Actually, if I have a drink, I speak a lot more like posh. That's awful grammar. I mean, I think you still sound posh, but I think that's because you have a southern accent. and you Maybe. Like, even then, you, when you said maths task... Maths and task rhyme to me, but you said maths task. Oh, yeah. So to you, they don't rhyme, whereas to me... This is an interesting... This is how Alex and I got into the conversation. He said to me the other day, oh, where are you? I was on my train up. Dreadful train journey, but we won't get into it. Um, And I was like, oh, I'm at Doncaster. Doncaster. And he's like, we are the only people who say Doncaster, like Doncaster, Doncaster. Because when I type it, I say in my head Doncaster. But then when you say... But I say Doncaster. Doncaster Which does, does sound a bit weird when I say Doncaster. What's wrong? You look in pain. Have you got one of those Maltesers that's really, really hard in the middle? Oh, it's like eating a bit of nougat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that what it is, though? Like airy nougat. This is another one of those words. In my head, I say nugget. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was new. I thought it was <laughs> nougat. I think it is nougat. I thought it was n- nougat. <laughs> I don't know. But I only like nougat. Nougat. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Actually, nougat. The whole reason I was telling this story about anyway. the test is because I said I don't think I have an accent. And Liv, on my team, is from Reading. So she has, like, a southern accent. And she was like, you do, but the way I notice it most is when you say yesterday. You and say yesterday like, word. Okay, so I, all through my life, random people have told me this. It's because you do. See... No one tells me until I bring it up and then they're like, yeah, of course you say it weird. And I'm like, why have you not told me but, this before? Helly, if my opening gambit had been like, hi, nice to meet you. You say yesterday weird. We probably wouldn't be friends. How would that be your opening gambit if you'd not heard me say yesterday yet? You'd have been like, I've been here since yesterday or I came to... No- I don't know, but that's not the point of what I'm saying. I, I don't think I say it weird and I can't hear how I, I say it wrong. I think you need to say yesterday now. But now I'm like, yesterday. No, because you're not saying it how you normally say it. But then, so everyone always says this. So when I try and say it, because you like, go That's yesterday, not how... like yesterday. Or I say yesterday, today, yesterday, yesterday. I say yesterday, yesterday. No, see, that's not how you normally say it. <laughs> I've lit- people have raised this all the way through. I say all the way through my life. Be- Beth- <laughs> Bethan was the person. Every appraisal you've ever had in your life, someone has brought it up. Okay, not at appraisals, but <laughs> Bethan was the first person to raise it when we were in high school. At in like year 11 so for like so oh okay I'm surprised it's as late as year 11 I mean people don't tend it's to tell me until I ask years. it's not even 10 years of people pointing this out to you um so yeah <laughs> anyway I'm beginning to learn that people now just keep it to themselves I say yesterday wrong 
No, I definitely have words like that though that I say wrong. I feel like I actually to... no. Do you know what I always get wrong? And I didn't know until very recently that this is an on-running joke that Alex and his family have about me. I always get idioms wrong. To a point where Alex has said to me in the past, it's sometimes like English isn't your first language. <laughs> no, well, this came up in the very first episode of the podcast. We discussed this. Did it? I don't remember. I always get idioms wrong. Yeah, you know this about yourself. You've known it for a while. I know, we but spoke not about like, it in the first podcast. I didn't know that Alex and his family were making fun of me oh. until relatively recently. I say relatively, it's been like past six to eight months. But mm. since I found that out, I now notice when I get it wrong, they're like, Because oh. what do you, in the very first episode of the podcast, you um, said... Throw, um, oh, put in our ten, throw in our ten pence worth or yeah. something. So it's something about putting something in a hat. Like, I meant throwing in your hat or putting your two pence worth and I said like throwing in your 10 pence worth or something yeah i got it so wrong i can't even remember it serious question for you well semi-serious <laughs> have you read everything i know about love yet oh my, i've actually started it thank bloody god you've started Can it you see where i'm up to with the oh i'm impressed what do you think so far i really like it I it's was, a good book i was laughing out loud to myself it's one of the few books i think that is really genuinely worth the hype mm-hmm. because i'm i don't like hype around stuff like, if there's a TV series that's hyped, I don't watch it. And it's the same with books. Like, I think that's why I never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons I didn't watch I mean, Game of Thrones. Mainly, mainly, like, the medieval, incesty porn stuff. But, yeah. I'm just really... If Greg is listening to this, he's now like, oh. <laughs> if he's made it this far in this episode, he's going to be like... But he'll be mildly happy you got a mention, so... Congratulations, you know. Greg. What we should start doing, though, is his suggestion of putting in a bit of happy news. At the end. That's a good idea. I feel like the only news I ever read is Brexit. But back to Dolly Alderton. Um, yeah, what are you are you enjoying it? Because yeah. I like I picked it up and was like, I think I picked it up because Anna Newton was raving about it so much. She said instead of lending it to people, she's bought people copies, and I was like, that's that's a, that's a significant. And do you know step. what? As soon as I gave it to you, I really regretted giving it to you to a point where I almost asked for it back and bought you a copy. <laughs> I'm going to give it back, I promise. I know you are. But, like, I wanted to read it again so much at the time. Okay. It's very, like, um... I want to say relatable, because I never got in a taxi and drove halfway across the UK when I was drunk on a night out. But... There's something really... It's the way she tells her stories. Yeah. And she's just so openly honest like when she's talking about her university experience she's like i don't know if it's such a laddish culture that it made us act even more like ridiculously just like how you would not act yeah because i you're do competing. wonder about that yeah i really because do. i think we like there are things i did at uni that partly i mean i didn't don't think particularly crazy but like there's just things i wouldn't i wouldn't do now that i don't know if i did then because of the culture we were in I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. See, I don't doubt it at all. And I know, and I'm speaking purely from like a sports society point of view. Mm. The sports club mentality is such like a a culture. Yeah, big time. And I did and saw like a lot of things. I'm like, God, like I would not, Mm. I would not do that now. And like, I'm not talking about like crimes and stuff, but just. No, just like. Just like. Like the pressure to drink a certain amount of alcohol and to act a certain way and to be over the top loud and outgoing yeah. and kind of like it's almost like a performative sort of thing. Yeah, that I think that's really true. You kind of go on a night out and it's like a big 
thing. It's what we were saying earlier, actually. We were both saying how now, if we have a couple of drinks, we're very conscious of how we are. And yeah. I'm always a bit worried that I'm a bit of a Larry drunk. And I've always been a little bit worried about it. And I probably was when I was at uni. But everyone was, so you didn't notice it. But it's only now. Yeah. I think, oh God, am I actually really bloody annoying after I've had a couple of drinks? And I think that's partly why I don't drink as much anymore. Because I'm conscious mm. that I'm... Uh, maybe I'm a bit... See, my... I mean, I don't think you are, for what it's worth. Oh, thanks. But I think my issue is that I kind of prefer me, which sounds really bad. No, I know what you mean. I'm a lot more confident. Yeah, I'm more confident. I'm more outgoing. I'm more sociable and chatty after Mm. a couple of drinks. However, that's what I mean, like a couple of drinks. Because the second I overstep that, I know I get loud. And... Probably fine. <laughs> I'm thinking of some of the ridiculous things we did when we were at uni. Like, it's things like we would take home traffic cones, and mm-hmm. that was hilarious at the time. And it, retrospectively, it was quite funny having quite so many traffic-related paraphernalia in our house, although that is actually illegal. Yeah. Um, I just wouldn't do it now. Maybe it's because I've done it. I feel no need to acquire another traffic cone or a diversion sign. <laughs> I was very proud of that diversion sign. Me and my cousin got that. It was huge. It was massive. It sat on top of our radiator for so long, and then one day our landlords came over and were like, Oh, where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, well, technically, I've not taken that from Norwich. So. It's fine. But no, we we had so many things, and there's some of. I actually don't want to say them now because there are things that we did in in socials, like at the pre-drinks at socials. Yeah, I'm like like the punishments that people had to do if they were late. You just wouldn't. Yeah, it's I mean, like you hear about. It. I mean, obviously, the extremes that you hear about are all of the um, like the hazing that happens in the US, and I never yeah, saw anything no. that extreme. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I think there was a lot going back to the Dolly Alderton book fair. There were so many things in there that I'm like, I didn't have that particular experience, but I really relate to just that mentality. Yeah, and I think because the bit I'm on at the moment is um, when she's gone through her first proper breakup and she realizes yeah. that it's like the effect of it is that she's losing weight and it becomes like addictive to her to keep losing weight and not that I've not that I've experienced that but the way she described that breakup and like like the complete just hole in her stomach and the not wanting to eat the not wanting to like the way she described it was everything she describes is how I feel but I've not been able to put into words yeah I felt like that about a lot of her writing yeah and and you just hit so much better yeah, she just she just describes a lot of things that you go through as a as a young woman or a teenager mm. in a very um, eloquent way. Yeah, which is quite an achievement considering the things that she's describing. To call it eloquent, but, but what I think is really interesting is you know when people are like, oh, it made me laugh, it made me cry, and I'm always like, did it really? Because I very rarely get that with a book. Yeah, but I can hand on heart say that I was howling with laughter and sobbing. Really? Not, oh. Like, but then I was laughing again. Like, literally, the next chapter I was laughing again. Yeah, I mean, I've I've laughed out loud so far at it, and I'm only those like few pages in. But yeah, it is a lovely book. There's so many books to read. I feel like I'm a bit. I want to read more, but I just I find books quite intimidating. I know that sounds a bit weird, but I think mm. it's the anxiety in me of not liking the unknown. See, I think I've. Okay, you're definitely overthinking. Like, a book should be a fun experience. If you have anxiety about the unknown, just don't read it. I think um, what what I've decided to do this year is because I want to get through all of these books. Mm-mm. And I think I just need to not be so hard on myself. Because I've always really forced myself to finish a book. And then that's when I go off reading because I'm forcing myself to read something I'm not enjoying. I've stopped reading books I don't like. 
so th well no this is what I'm going to do this year I'm going to get through this entire shelf that we're sitting in front of right now and I'm going to give myself like I don't know 100 pages and if I don't love it after 100 pages I'm just going to get rid of it that's what I've started doing I've got a list of books I want to take to a charity shop because I think that's partly why I fell out of love with reading because oh, I don't like that book yeah and I think I force myself especially because I work in publishing as well and so many things come through the door like don't get me wrong so many things come through that I love crime thrillers I know I'll probably most of the crime thrillers on that shelf I will start reading and I'll finish them because I just love them mm. I know it's like the most popular genre and it's just so like you get a lot of trash to go through the that's fine I enjoy reading them and I know that I do but because I work in publishing I'm so aware of the books that are getting awards and the books that are really yeah. like above and beyond. I feel like I should read those books. And don't get me wrong, some of them are incredible. Balls. Do you know what I'd really like to do? What? Take from makeup, get into bed and watch Graham Norton show. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. We've got 10 minutes till it starts. Oh, fuck yeah, look, we can do that. Okay, but anyway, we will speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Have a lovely fortnight. Let's hope the lovely weather stays. I hope so. And thank you for listening to our rambles. <laughs> And don't forget, you can, um, if you'd like to improve our topics, <laughs> if you if, have yeah. a better contribution to our discussions, which I'm sure there are many, um, you can contact us, twentiesarehard um, at gmail.com. And we're going to really, we're going to put our heads together and sort out our Instagram page, because we know it isn't. We've been slacking. We I'm have sorry. been slacking. So, um, but go and give it a follow, because that will motivate us even more to sort it out. And it's at twentiesarehard. But... Like we said, we hope you have a lovely couple of weeks and we will speak to you soon. Bye.